This is AlphaGeekRadio.com. Hi, this is Russell Brower from Blizzard Entertainment, and you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio. The following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. Not panic, ladies and gentlemen. The casuals are in control of the airways. This is Casually Hardcore Live on AlphaGeekRadio.com. Tangents are kind of a big deal. I found the intro. Welcome for Sunday, the 17th of August, 2014. This is Casually Hardcore, and I am Gnome Wise. I'm Iolite. And I'm Grail. And for some reason, our microphones are suddenly working really well, and we can hear ourselves, and I didn't change a damn thing on the board, and it's a bit of a mystery that's plaguing me. Yeah. Mm. In a good way. I don't know. I can actually hear myself through yeah, the headphones. I, I, I can hear myself. Divine intervention headphones. on your mixing board. <laughs> you can never say that without me thinking of the, uh, the issue of the Tick comic, uh-huh. where... They've got the man-eating cow. Yeah. Man-eating cow is on a subway and kills and eats two punks that were about to jump our heroes. Oh, okay. It's like, a cow just killed and ate both of them, and that almost makes sense to me, is what Arthur says. And the tick is like, all right, bovine intervention! (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah, it's... Well, that's why the tick is awesome. Oh, wow. that and Spoon. Spoon. Oh, so. There well, we were. Yeah, it's been a kind of a very quickly moving week. That was yeah. very strange. No, well, it was, I mean, it started off on profoundly the wrong foot <sighs> with uh, the loss of Robin Williams. Yeah. Which was, has been much covered and you boot up Netflix and popular on Netflix Everything the man has ever done. Right, right. Yeah, if it's available. Suggestions for you on Apple TV. All Everything that's not on Netflix. <laughs> Here, why don't you mourn the passing of this uh, comedic icon by wallowing in uh, stuff you'll never get any more of. Right. Thanks, Netflix. You've At the same helpful. time, it had been probably 20 years since I'd seen Dead Poets Society. So yeah. Oh, yeah. I broke it out and watched it this week and... See, I don't had my moment. Think too much about how old that movie actually is. That was like ninety three, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. It's like twenty one. Oh god, that was kind of old. his resurgence back mm-hmm. into yeah. the, the limelight at that point. Oh, um, very much so. Yeah, he because had... he had the whole drug thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that kind of knocked him out for a little while. Um, no, after as, Morgan as he has Mindy said and in such. interviews, he was on everything but skates. Right, right. Yeah. So. But that was a big, not only that, but it also shifted him into being able to not just be funny 24-7. Right. Like, it he actually was, was a dramatic acting, role yeah. that had funny parts, but uh, was definitely more of a shift and then led to, you know, obviously. Everything other, from other, Aladdin yeah. to Mrs. Doubtfire right. Good, to, uh, Good Morning know. Vietnam, Good, all yep. those, yeah. So Yeah, but. I remember seeing him talking about, you know, when they first, first day on the set for um, 
Dead Poets Society. Yeah. He kind of went off and did his normal riffing on on just whatever's going on, and the director said, yeah, that's not going to work. Right. Here's the script. He, Read this. Right, so, right. Okay. You're, so that's how we're going to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's You're fantastic at what you do. So that's not it's what we just for. not needed here, yeah, though. Here. <laughs> one day you will voice the genie in Aladdin. Right. You'll be able to bust and out And you're allowed skills. to say yeah. whatever you want. <laughs> but until except, then. Except, you know, except for the whole fact that the. the it's Disney. Yep. Yeah, exactly. you had to, <laughs> had to curtail it a little bit. But. Somewhere those uh, tapes are out you there. You can't go really. blue. Which no I, blue. I want, right. I want the tapes for, for when you're doing the genie and when you cross the line. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh! Nope. No, nope. we're not using that. We're going to keep it forever. Yeah. It's hilarious, but no, that will never see the light of day. Yeah. Well, that will never actually see the light of Disney's day. Right. Although, Disney showing incredible judgment is releasing the original cuts of Star Wars on Blu-ray. Yeah, they were really rumored to. I don't know if they've it's been actually... confirmed. Oh, it's been confirmed. Okay, okay. last article I read it was rumored. I, I had, The article update I saw was basically they'd gotten it from two completely unconnected, very reliable sources. And with Uncle George out of the decision loop, I don't see why they wouldn't do well, this yeah. as a total money maker. I was going to say, Disney is, is very adept at going, will that make us money? Then we're doing it. Well, <laughs> and the reality is that that will 100% make them a buttload of money. I will buy them. I will probably buy them twice. (laughs) One One to 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 play and share and that my kids will touch. And a Mylar baggy copy. And and a I'm saving it, nobody touch that because I know my kids are still in the we can't have anything nice phase of their lives. Yeah. As denoted by the condition of all my other Blu-rays. I mean, this is Disney, (laughs) the same company that, if you watch deliberately pulls their movies out of circulation for, oh, yeah. for years at a time. Right. You'll go into the Disney store and say, hi, I'd like to get Cinderella. Oh, that's that's off cycle right now. Mm-hmm. You'll have to come back uh, in two and a half years. Mm-hmm. It's what? It's off cycle. We, we don't sell those all the time. Right. Just, just to create demand, demand and desire yeah. for them. So yeah. they're the masters of this kind oh, of thing. Oh, in the days of VHS and Betamax, I remember, yeah, it was a big deal. It's like, okay, Pinocchio's on sale. How do we both think Pinocchio? That's awesome. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's like, it's out. You have a three-month window, usually. Very short window to get it. And then, and at that time, you were paying like 80 bucks for yeah. the movie. For the privilege of buying it quickly while it was still available. And then, poof, gone for uh, several years. So we may see that same kind of uh, cycle with... Uh, in which case, Looks buy good. them the first time and buy two copies, yeah. as I said. Well, I don't. They haven't done the same though with DVDs. I think DVDs did shake them no. from that yeah. to, to where they're like, okay, these are so cheap, they really don't degrade, so we might as well just leave them available for yeah. for folks to buy. And you know what I'm looking for though is I'm looking mm-hmm. for uh, buy the. Um, I, I would like the streaming copies. I would like digital copies. To oh, yeah. Get there. yeah. So it's not necessarily streaming, but a digital copy yeah. that I could then take from, you know, the disc and put it on my iPad yeah. for when I'm traveling or put it on so that I could have Or that. if they do it through like Amazon, that'd be yeah. awesome. Well, I mean, if you're willing streaming. to pay the money and if you're willing to deal with Wally World, yeah. you can take your discs in and they'll transcode them into your Voodoo account. For for a, for a fee, of course. What is I don't know what that Voodoo is. Voodoo is is an online locker for digital copies of your movies. Oh, V-U-D-U, okay. V U D U Voodoo. Gotcha. Huh. Interesting. Um, 
So yeah, you so it's basically just cloud storage. Cloud storage for your video videos. videos and, hmm. and I'm assuming what they actually do in the background is they they already have copies of all these things ripped and sitting up there, and they're basically you bring your discs in and they they mark a they prove they own that they prove they own that, and here give us five bucks a disc, and okay now you've got digital copies. It's like mm-hmm the Apple model. I see what you're doing yeah. there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but then I'd have to set foot in a Walmart. So. That's that's I step one to make me not want to do yeah. it. Yeah, um, deal killer. Well, I think you guys know how I feel about. Yeah. I know Todd Nomwise knows exactly how I feel about Walmart. Wally World, Dad. It, it's <laughs> it it is one of the great evils. Oh, without a doubt, it, it, it's not all of them, but it is one of the great evils. It's out up there. That's pretty bad. Um, huh. just so you know. So we went on the Disney tangent. Yes. Uh, we Which had was, we were led to that by the Robin Williams. We right. yep. you yep. come back, come back. No is finally back up on his feet, having mostly, been yeah. down. Well, no drugs today. Yeah, no, no yeah. drugs. Um, well, yeah, cheers. But in the uh, the you know the rule of three, it wasn't Lauren Bacall also passed away yes. this week. So. Yeah, she was eighty nine. Yeah. She lived a long time. Really good long, long life. Yeah, she looked that's good, good right to the bitter end yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Live well, die leaving a good, uh, pretty corpse, they say, right? Yeah, no, I don't want to die young, and quite frankly, <laughs> no, it's she, okay she if i She died old and it, left a pretty corpse. So it's, it's, yeah. She bucked the, she blew the bell curve on that one. Yeah, some of them do. Yeah. I saw, saw some interesting, I saw a picture of a woman who was uh, 64, and she couldn't have looked a day over 40. Sucks and I was her. like, oh my God, I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> At that moment, because I look 64 and I'm 40. <laughs> Like, oh. look, look around yeah. her body for a golden ring. Right. Yeah. Oh. Uh, really. Wow. It's a lot is of that is painting of her somewhere. Uh, <laughs> Dorian Gray. A older oh. every single day. Yep. Oh my yeah, goodness. Yeah, there is that. Uh, um, that was the original One Ring, right? The yeah. story of Dorian Gray that was well before. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. that's yeah, that sure was, when that was when century was before, written. right? I think it's. I think it is an eighteen the portrait of Dorian Gray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, eighteen hundreds. It's. Uh, I'm not sure if that's from the Poe era or. Yeah, yeah, I would yeah. think so, but we can look. I'm sh- the internet can tell us that. The internet will tell yeah. us. Consult the Google. Google. Tell us, internet. Ah, yeah. uh, the the era we live in. And yeah. then, hey. I love being able to just go out and look up answers and and see and then okay yes maybe I have to compare three sources but <laughs> right just just to give you an indicator I've typed the word portrait hit space and the second one down is portrait of Dorian Gray mm-hmm. we are not alone in this curiosity oh yeah yep uh, let's see eighteen ninety. Yeah, okay. well before Tolkien yep, he didn't start yeah. until he was in the forties forties yeah. yeah yeah he was in the World War Two era yeah he participated yeah. in World War One and wrote. Uh, heavily influenced by those experiences in the 30s yeah. and 40s. Sure. So I had um, World War II. I, w- I had one of those moments where I was doing one of those Ask Reddit, I was reading one, mm-hmm. and it was a thread of, what's your family's like dark secret? Oh, God. Um, never read those, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. What the um, hell were you thinking? So I, but I was reading them, and one of them was, you know, my, my grandfather was actually an SS officer. <laughs> Yeah, in, That's you in World War II, they had another one where you know my grandmother used to lure soldiers to their death. <laughs> in World War II, she was an undercover agent. Oh wow! And she would lure them in and get get them kidnapped. He's <laughs> like, so there were some good ones go out grandma, there. Like, go, go grandma. grandma. Yeah, I mean, I we gotta hot. understand. Like, 
I don't know if that's even a dark secret anymore. Like, right. if you're German and you're not Jewish, chances are that you, you were, were involved on the other in the side, war. Yeah. Somewhere <laughs> yeah. in the tree. Well, at least there's a, there's a pretty good probability there. Yeah. I mean, not everybody was, but, you know, that yeah, that happened. Same for Japanese. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you weren't in an internment camp here, right. Japanese-American... If you were um, actually living in Japan Japan's at the time. not actually that big of a place. Not that big of a place. So it's possible that you have an ancestor that fought in a war in World War II. Yep. No, fewer and fewer these days. We're getting to the point where sure. we don't have any of them yeah, left. They're, yeah. they're all in their, in their late 80s, early 90s at this in, point. In the last couple of weeks, we lost the last of the Navajo Code Talkers. Code Talkers. Right. Yeah, that was a sad. I was very sad. Well, the new and one's going to be, if now. you're an Iraqi <laughs> and right. you had lived in, you know, that's unfortunately the new uh, trend that'll occur, or yeah, Afghanistan, or yep. Syria, or any of the other fun-filled places it. in the world. Yeah. <laughs> any of the Stan countries. Yeah. We've got a lot of, I, I've been, you know, I, I for years, I, I don't want to get my news. I, I don't want to get news. Yeah. I just don't. Like, it's not worth it. Right? Don't it's watch like, the nightly news any longer. It's like, I won't yeah. do nightly no. I never did nightly news. Do you I want hate depression? That stuff. Because that's how you get depression. depression. Yeah. Depression and, so and I would, fear. And so I would, get, <laughs> I would literally get my news in a willfully ignorant way from, like, Jon Stewart and yeah. Colbert, because I could at least... Filtered through comedy. Filtered, exactly. Right, right. I, I, exactly. And so, and I would still get, like, these super highlights. Sure. If here's what's going on in the world, but I could miss the. Well, I'd been paying attention to the world news subreddit, the okay. aggregator there. Yeah, depression. Yeah. 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 Just don't, don't do that. No, don't no, do yeah. that. No. Yeah, yeah. Be kinder to yourself than that. Yeah. Definitely been like, you know, I've been just following stuff because. Because. Because reasons. Yeah. Apparently I reached the age where I'm supposed to, so I just started doing it. I don't know why. Brain just said it. Yeah. Well, I was watching some of the drips and dribbles that are trickling out of the Star Wars Episode Seven. That just oh, sounds yeah. bad. What? The, you know, Star Wars Episode Seven. They all get STDs. I don't know. <laughs> I was gonna say, what's dripping and dribbling? Because this is not mm. going to a good place. Space, space herpes? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, space AIDS. <laughs> those, those, those Twilix with the with head tentacles, man. Just yeah. Don't just don't, just don't. Yeah. Anyway, uh, where was I going with that? <laughs> I don't know. Seven. Um, they've had the what will probably be looked back at the patently ridiculous uh, rumors and you know, alleged reliable story leaks and things because mm-hmm. um, they had an image of a bionic hand like they've had from the. Um, Various Episode points one, the yeah. Well, Darth mm-hmm. Vader's were all replaced, sure. and Luke yeah. had his, and they, they, so they had from an effects shop, you know, the, a prop they had made of a severed mechanical hand, mm. and someone took that and ran with it and made up this complete BS story about what the plot was going to be about. Oh, yes, that's um. A uh, hand that was uh, severed at some point in Luke's life, and the story is about these two kids that find it and have to get it back to him. <laughs> you didn't even try, did you? <laughs> You just instead of returning the one ring, you're returning the one hand. hand. <laughs> Stoned were, were you, you when you came up yeah. with that? It's not even a good. Does that simply land on Corsican? Uh, that's right. 
There's no land. Yeah. Well, if it was if it was cut off from Anakin, then it could have been the evil hand. True. True. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Ah. Ah. Evil Dead Two. It's like the monkey evil. hand yeah. from that story. Yeah. Monkey paw. Monkey paw. Yeah. Evil Dead Two, or or yes, the evil hand. So right. whoever picks it up is influenced by the dark side of the force. So like the One Ring, <laughs> right? Pick it up. We could make a better story <laughs> right here, dark... sitting around this table. It's the dark hand. Where does the dark side <laughs> live? In the pinky. <laughs> Thus, you are now infected. Darth oh, Sidious's pinky bone. Yeah, right. Uh, no, they have come out with um, the Sith Inquisitors being okay. the main baddies. That makes sense. Both of the animated Rebel series and of Episode Seven. Uh huh. So the Inquisitors, as a group in Rebels, and then a guy called the Sith Inquisitor, much as we've seen him rendered for Rebels, he's, he's uh, immune. So he's got the big. Big, tall head. Yeah. Um, basically wearing Darth Vader's, a very Darth Vader-ish uh, black suit. Okay. Uh, no transpirator, though, so he's... Uh, the, the, the crash and thunder of little feet. Yeah. Boop, boop, boop. They're I don't gonna, know. They're gonna come through. It's cool. I feel <laughs> yeah, like I'm yeah. in, like, Conan while we're talking. Thud, thud, our kids slamming around upstairs. Uh, okay, so... so uh, Sith Inquisitor is, is rumored to be the big bad, hmm. and the shows that they they plan to heavily tie in stuff from Rebels into the new movie series, which I think they're bar- where, so, borrowing a page from Marvel's book there. But where does Rebels take place? Between then? three and four. Okay, but the new movie series obviously is past that. It's 30 so, years Okay, past. that'll be interesting. They mm-hmm. may use Rebels to just establish what... This a, group what is. What a Sith Inquisitor is, because apparently these are supposed to be a group of background Sith supporters... That have been there the whole time. So they're not actual force users then, or um, to be okay. determined. Okay. Um, I was, yeah, I had a, I had that question myself when you said Sith Inquisitor because I was thinking of the game, right? The Star Sith Wars. Sith Inquisitor is, right. is, a, is, a, is, a, is a, was a class you could play, and I think that's part of what they're drawing right. on. Well, but that is also it. It, it goes against the rule of two, right? We were right. having this debate, yeah. this well, debate but, last but night, they're, but or they're not before last, whenever that but was. But they're not Sith lords. That that's why they're going to such extent to yeah. try to establish him as this other thing, because they killed them all. So you get to the end of episode six, and there is no more rule of two because we've killed the master and the apprentice in one swell foop. And so <laughs> swell get, foop. Yes, it's a technical term. Yep. It is. And so you get to episode seven. Foop you. And they have to they have to create <laughs> right. a new baddie. Well, I mean, they've shown in the old Republic that the rule of two is not really a rule. Well, no, it's kind, kind of, of a guideline. guideline-ish. Old Republic predates the rule of two. No, they said there was the rule of two in there, and then they went on to prove that there was no rule of I'm two. Say, Darth, Basically, Darth there's was there's the deal. official apprentice, uh-huh. and then there's all the other guys. I mean, look. Right. I mean, Everybody had a secret of apprentice. Course. I mean, Dark Force. Because who can live with a rule of two? That's ridiculous. Not only that, but it's like I'm going to put all my eggs in, in one, one basket, basket of a guy whose full purpose is to kill me. Yeah. Right. If he wants, if he wants to yeah. actually progress, <laughs> he must kill me this at some point. Sounds this like is, the worst you know, organization ever. <laughs> yeah, I would really want to join this, but I mean, you remember in, in Old Republic. There were a lot of Sith Lords oh, out yeah. there and a lot of different apprentices. Yeah. And the way you progressed was by killing your supervisor, well, your next yeah. level up. That was and how you won It rank was a very Darwin 
yeah, structure. Yeah. But I mean, the other thing that they also exposed is the rule of two is just one lord with one apprentice. Right. But it doesn't right. mean there can't be a ton of different lords out there all with their own apprentices. Right. That's where right. they kind of took right. the rule and went a little different uh, right. style with it. Because they realized that they put a serious crimp in their storytelling ability. Yeah. It's like, okay. You can't. I can only have two no, of these guys? And That's and yet there's sucks. like 500 Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> More than that. There were thousands yeah. of Jedi like the at dark the time. side is dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Good so. will lose. No, yeah. 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 Evil will win because, because good, good is, is dumb. dumb. Yep. Gnomewise has been rewatching uh, episodes one, two, and three in the. Oh the, God. Um, in, in bits. Unfortunately, in the only in the uh, enhanced editions that are available. Well, one, two, and three were only done. Enhanced. I beg your pardon. Um, I was watching. You were watching three. I watched three, but I also we need to find the DVD for five. By the way, I was gonna say why. Oh, we have five. I like wow, you actually put yourself through episode one. That's impressive. Uh, no, I skipped one okay. entirely. That's oh well. See, I would go to one. To, I would go to, to one, three. but I would only watch the scenes with Qui Gon in it. Yeah, <laughs> and I would skip everything else, and then I would go up to the point where where Qui Gon gets killed, and and I'm so going to turn it off. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> it's. Honestly, that fight scene was really oh, it was fantastic. It was a well, well done, well done fight scene. Well, Duel of the Fates was awesome. And and I didn't mind. So we kept intercutting this annoying blonde kid who was accidentally blowing up yeah, an entire fleet. Why did they keep yeah. cutting away from the good stuff for some other? Well, movie? it's yeah. like no it's, it's like Return of the King. I'm tired of watching Frodo and Sam. Oh, I don't Mr. care Frodo. where they go. I just want to watch the epic battles with you know the yeah. armies and everything in Return of the King. So literally, when I'm watching Return of the King, it's like, oh, it's another Frodo damn scene. Fast forward, skip, 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 skip. skip. All right, we're back to even the other those stuff. scenes to me are okay until you get to the inevitable. Oh, Sam, and you're like, Mr. Guys, Frodo, just like, go Frodo. get a room already. Come on. Like, okay, let's let's go here, guys. Unfortunately, that's a really an accurate uh, adaptation of what was on the page. Sadly, yeah, however, they didn't even take any license, but they. They toned no. it down, actually. And I just, I, I just look at that and go, apparently, it's a relationship that Americans do not understand. No, there's yeah. a very British thing that the concept of the Lord and his vassal. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I'm sorry, I we've get, never had that here. But I get the concept of dedication, loyalty, mm-hmm. and obedience. Yes. But I don't get the what came across to me, whether it was in writing or in. Um, on the screen as very homosexual overtones. No. That's what came across. And I don't mind if they are, but don't play it like they're not. So that's what I didn't get, because that's how it translated. Mm-hmm. That's how it translated to a modern audience. Yeah. Where right. We got a very different view of the world than they did back then. Like, well, I mean, you guys need to find a cozy little cave somewhere and just work this out. Nope. Go. <laughs> well, and they have a good chance, though, now with Marvel. Obviously, they've shuttered the extended universe but they yes. can take what they want cherry from picking it. And, they, and the inquisitors were mixed in right there. and they also have old republic which again lucas while he licensed never really wanted to do anything with it now they actually if they want to they can re- take in some of those concepts some as of the well. story some of the game storyline concepts yeah or just some or of just the, the, the architecture rules. yeah yeah, yeah the, st- the world building they did there and uh and take that piece in as well so i i, I enjoyed i enjoyed the huts storyline actually right. in there where you've got here's the entire full organized crime 
Yeah. And, you know, in the entire Hut family. And the, sp- the space mob. Yeah. yeah. And you, I but you, you, you came away with a lot more respect for them as a criminal organization right. than, than Big Worm on platform. Well, they were way smarter than That's Charles the main was. thing, is that they needed to sh- really show the Huts are smart. That's mm-hmm. why they're the fat cats. They're because organizers. they are really, really smart. And also immune to all force powers, which is that helpful, too. That was a big deal, too. Yeah. So. yeah, I did that. And that was one of the things that you didn't get until, you know, like they made... You got reference that in Jedi. to it. You made reference to it in yeah. Jedi. But they you know, didn't. But it's a right. Won't work on me, boy. Yeah. yeah. But you didn't really oh, see oh, it oh, until oh, like oh. in the Zon books when they had the lizards that they could strap to their back to make them. You got salamiri. Yeah. So the, the salamis. The salamis. So I mean, you really saw like, wow, that's pretty powerful when you're not able to get you know dinked by force powers anymore. Yeah. It's like, hmm. That was a nice thing that Zon came up with the idea of if you shield them from the force, you can grow accelerated clones right because and but they, and they stayed true to in the movies they grew them at a little bit of an accelerated rate but yeah. it wasn't like here give me a couple of months and i'll bring you adult clones yeah i always had an issue with the math of that scene but nonetheless the fact they're like we're gonna have a million clones it's like wow there's like ten thousand star systems out there like what is a million troopers right. really gonna get you right <laughs> at that but, point but the reality is that <laughs> if scales a little bit off well yeah. and the reality is like though if they're if what they're really trying to do is they're really trying to put highly highly armed right tactical forces in very key places mm-hmm. then the numbers might work if you have an auxiliary then, force of scrubs yeah that are going to and then you have it. the senators and the governors right the, the local to, the local, to, local people to actually keep yeah. control in the local True. areas it so, works but i mean then you look at like the clone wars cartoons and these clones are getting lost left and right everywhere. and you're like yeah. Uh, oh yeah no they well <laughs> even in the movies they die right. everywhere right. in the movies it's like okay better make some more cuz yeah, they're starting to run out <laughs> Well, and that that does lend credence to the storyline why the separatists were able to hold out for so long because they could crank out droids like all, all day long, yeah. and even if they were tactical morons, sure they could You're overwhelm. Which again, also like I really want to talk to the programmer of that. Like, yeah. what were you thinking when you decided to put this as their programming? Yeah, like when you decided to make them snarky and put in idiotic the idiotic code. Yeah. Roger, yeah. Roger. Roger, Roger. Because, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I was assume that was just because they, they they did have a story arc there where they went from the central control module. Right. And they started making them autonomous. Yes. And the processor power wasn't all that great on them yeah, to no do a kidding. full artificial intelligence, but it was the price they paid. Right. Taking away the single point of failure. Right, right. So... It, they managed to retcon and make it a little bit. But like, okay, we can't put a really powerful computer in all of these droids, so they'll be just smart yeah. enough to. And act I mean, obviously, it's a kids' cartoon, so you have to yes. make a cute. They were always the yeah. comic relief. Yeah. Um, and just, I get it. I'll it's take that over just... a Gungan any day. Oh, oh, Jar Jar. Yeah. Yeah. Or any of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah every. <laughs> it's really funny every time he came on screen in the movie. <laughs> Here's a big hiss from next to me. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Turned into a cat? What I, happened? I have strong feelings about Jar Jar. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Created the Empire. Single-handedly. Single-handedly. Uh, well, interesting. Anyway, we should do yeah. our break and then come back for uh, Geeks in the Gaming World, where we can talk about things like the Old Republic, which right. are actually on the list, strangely enough. Yeah. Uh, you are listening to Casually Hardcore live on AlphaGeekRadio.com. We shall return 
right after this. Hi, it's Brian from Scam School. Brian Brushwood, not that other Brian who also has a Scam School show. I tried to fight him once at a bar. I ended up bleeding out in an alley. Barely survived. You're listening to Alpha Geek Radio.
Geeks in a Gaming World. A long silence. And then there was a kind of silence. This is yeah. Casually Hardcore Live on AlphaGeekRadio.com. Geeks in the Gaming World. We geek and game from MMO Champion and every nerd everywhere. If you were paying attention this week, you may have noticed our friends Blizzard had a little party and rolled out the cinematic for the next expansion for World of Warcraft, Warlords of Draenor. And yet again, we come away with the, why aren't these people making movies? Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting article because there's two movies. So the first one is the cinematic, right. mm-hmm. which every time I see it, uh, one of Blizzard's cinematics, I'm always like, that's better than I think any cinematic I've ever seen from them. And they this keep, one, keep topping it. the facial expressions in this on the one orcs were yeah. unbelievable. They make the orcs with the huge tusks. Yeah totally work just and it's just very animated and natural looking um great scene uh now i i haven't played wow for quite a while so did some sort of time travel happen that's what this entire expansion is all about okay so at the end of pandaland right um by that he means mists of pandaria yeah (laughs) mists of pandaland pandaland um the leader of the horde. I'm drawing a blank. That was one of the hell screams. Yes. I can't remember his name. Um, it's, it's not Grom. It's, no, it's Gromash son. or Grom, Gromish. Yeah. Um, takes the horde in, in, a, in a really bad direction, and they wind up basically at the end of the last raid. You defeat him. Okay. Vol'jin is voted in as the new leader of the horde. Who nice. decided, <laughs> they decided all get with, high. <laughs> basically, alliance and the non-corrupted part of the horde all team up and go against gotcha. um, Hellscream. And of course, in a setup for the expansion, you don't kill him. Okay. You imprison him. And the supposition at this point is he breaks free at some point, travels 35 years into the past to Draenor before it is destroyed. Right. And stops the orcs from drinking From being blood. corrupted, yeah. So he stops Gul'dan from co-opting them right so what the video basically shows is it's just grom, grom about to drink talking to guldan and then he pours, pours it, out. it out and turns back to the mysterious cowled figure in the background who yeah. gives him the high sign to attack right and, and then, then manoroth manoroth comes, comes down yeah comes down and says oh how you you dare turn turn away such a, a gift. gift right yeah. and then they unleash hell they on unleash manoroth hell on him and, and just kill him kill him yeah and so the the whole thing point is now alternate timeline has spun off, and the whole expansion will be set in an undestroyed Draenor 35 years in right. the past, uncorrupted orcs. And you'll either be trying to reset the timeline. Who knows what you know what the deal yeah. is? Has the timeline not made it through? Are they doing something magical to hold the current timeline together? Who okay. knows? But the whole idea That's is you're going to go see all these classic. You're going to go hang out with Duratan, Khadgar, right. Valen, all all the oldies but goodies, and you get to see an undestroyed Outland. Well, what what's the name of the guardian that gets corrupted? Um, um, I mean, Adal was the one that didn't no, get corrupted. M. Oh, um, um, Mer- yeah, Menelith. Menethil. Uh, no, no, uh, no, that was um, Arthas. Um, I can't remember his name. But, I mean, his whole thing is he gets corrupted by uh, the Titan that fell S- Sargeras. right. So if the – I don't know if that also gets affected then by this. Right. What, what are, what's the fallout from, yeah. from the orcs not 
becoming slaves of the demons. Right. And also... Because then, then they never invade Azeroth, but they, they, they end it with him saying, we will not be um, slaves. We will be, we'll be conquered. Right. Yeah. Oh, they're still there to kick some So the ass. Horde are going to yeah. come in under, yeah. under their own... You know, the Orcs are going to come in under their own decision, and they show them building the Dark right. Portal. Right, right. They're right. still coming coming uh, through and, and ready to wreck shop, but uh, it's definitely different. So that, that was a little confusing for me because I wasn't up on what happened in Pandaland. But, again, the video was amazing. Then you get to the next video. Okay, what is the next video? I've not seen the, the next, next video, video is it their new feature video for Warlords of Draenor, uh, basically listing out all the features. Right, the, the huge graphical upgrade. They're redoing all the models. Okay, so if you're going to put a feature video out for expansion, if over half of the video is you just showing me new zones, mm-hmm. there's a problem, I think, with the features for your expansion. Like they get they're all they're showing is zone after zone. There's right. no actual new mechanic shown, no, nothing. Not till the very end do you actually show the reskinning of people right. to make them look a little bit better, which again wasn't a drastic shift in how they looked. And they do a little thing about the garrisons, which I know is their their house. The garrison is the major right, but it's like change. really quick. It's like here's a garrison, and there's going to be here's some different buildings you can have in your garrison. Here's the alliance version. Here's mm-hmm. the horde version, or whatever they're called now, and that's it. And when I've read articles about the game, uh, I got new Game Informer, and their whole thing about the systems is they've dumbed down the systems now again, even more so. Yes, which they, they've done a, a big number squeeze, so the numbers have been shrunk down right just because the, the numbers were getting ridiculously large so they kept the ratios the same and something that was 10,000 before is now 100 right right because same, same mean, game mechanics yeah, you just, it doesn't matter because I mean I eventually get to a point where 2 million damage doesn't mean anything right. anymore because so the, everything the, 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 the has the big squish. points. so I get that piece but I guess they're also dumbing down the skills like they're actually consolidating and reducing oh, they already the skill had. list okay they uh, had already the, the, the skill trees were, were nothing a shadow of their former selves okay. during, during Pandaland and then I guess they also are do players start Start at ninety. No, you can okay boost one of your characters directly to ninety. Gotcha. Okay. If you play the if you play the player the player all the way through sixty, then your skills will auto level to ninety with you. If you just boost a level zero character or right. less than sixty to ninety, you you have to do you have to manually do all the skills and trades. And gotcha. Um, so they do penalize you for not playing the low level. Gotcha. But the idea. Sense. I mean, if you had pre-ordered. Um, you already got your first 90 boost. Oh, okay. And then you can purchase additional ones. Ah, of course. The idea being, if you've always wanted to play a mage, but you just couldn't face the idea of grinding, grinding one, one, here's your chance. Here's your 90 mage. You can begin You can go 10 levels level, right. and bang right to play, it. Play the new expansion as this new class. Well, they also they phrase it a lot towards new players. It's like, really, are they still expecting new players to be coming into this game? Well, this, this would allow them to be able to say, come in and immediately begin playing with your friends. Right. Not well, log into the game and see Guild Chat about all the cool things they're doing, you know, 80 levels above you. Well, like, they oh, had great. all the I'm, refer I'm, a friend. I'm grinding rats, great. But, but still, refer a friend. Yeah. You, the other person had to play with you to get the experience bonus. It, right. It, this, that, this was ex- that, was, that was acceleration. This is bypassing. Right, right. This is... Welcome, begin playing at the entry level of the latest expansion. The game has gotten so huge that I, I have no issue with this. Okay. I, I would not want to play through Vanilla WoW at this point. I don't, and I don't really care one way or another about the, the instant boosting. Um, my thing would be, if I was playing WoW or if I'm playing any MMO, 
if I'm getting an expansion and the most you can talk to me about is new zones, dungeons and raids and a new PVP zone, apparently that's a problem. Like that's the expected. Right. I, I get that you're going to have new zones and raids. I understand that piece. You got to tell me what's, what am I getting? That's what's new? cool. Right. What have you actually, all you're showing me is things now I have to grind through and then the raids. Yeah. I, obviously I want you to have some raids in there, but that's about it. Like I, I don't see where as a, pl- if I was still playing where I would have any type of excitement for the this. only mechanic changes that they're really pushing is the whole garrison. Idea. Right. And that's basically almost, it sound, from what I've read, it sounds like Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, where you're sending out people on missions exactly and you're doing stuff, they, they realize managing a micro, uh, it's like a micro game. Or in Pandaria, they came with the idea of the farm. Mm-hmm. And apparently it was massively popular because you could, over time, go grow from this little plot of dirt into yeah. a really big farm and you would add friends who would do stuff where you could get strange plants so you could actually plant a plant and then the next day, you know, mining materials would come out of it. Oh, okay. So you could use it to fuel all your different skills. Right, right. And so they're taking that to a greater level where you have the garrison where... There's a bunch you, of different... You send your guy off yeah. to go do your mining for you. Go herbalize, go... Right. You know, and so they're, they're taking it because they saw such a positive response to just the farm. They've... Take it to a much grander level. They're also finally addressing people who've been whinging for you know ten years now. Oh, player housing! I want yeah. player housing. Well, this is kind of like player housing. Well, yeah, and there. I mean, the new kid on the block, Wildstar, obviously came with player housing and farming and all that stuff. So, and they actually sound like they're taking a page from them in that they're also changing any of their fetch X amount quests mm-hmm. are now going to be directly embedded into the, your hunting area. So instead of you going to somebody and saying, get me the 15 bear asses and, or whatever you need, <laughs> you're actually, when you're killing things, if, as soon as you loot one, it'll say, okay, now you have this quest to loot 14 10 more. more. Yeah. And so it, it takes place more now, which is exactly what they do in Wildstar when you're fighting. Suddenly just you get a quest well, after killing something. You're like, oh my God, I got to kill now like a million of these guys. Oh my God. God. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, they've, they've borrowed and stolen those, which has always ideas, been which their has way. always been their, yeah, their way for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I agree that you know I haven't seen any compelling ooh other than for lore hounds. This is going to be a festival of sure the good old days, um, similar in ways that Cataclysm was as well. Because um, I mean, every, every expansion, I mean, when we went to Outland, you found you discovered all these people that were assumed to be dead who actually survived. Right. So, ooh, hey, look at that guy. He's the statue out in front of Stormwind. He's right there. Yeah. Um, so the lore hounds had fun with that. This is lore from the past. Um, we get to go in and interact and hang out with um, you know, the big names sure. um, all over the damn place. But as far as changing game mechanics uh have not seen a whole lot they it's been even, a long time they haven't even decided or announced if they're ever going to let you fly in new draenor well they show in the videos a dwarf flying but mm-hmm. you don't know if he's just gliding or what the deal is yeah. or so, yeah is he on it is he on a mount is yeah. he on a taxi and it's hard to know yeah if he's in draenor or not what that's, does it ever since they introduced the idea of flying mounts the designers have regretted it because you can just bypass whatever the heck you want. Sure. And they're like, no, come. There's quest lines down here. We we made this zone for you. They're flying over us, dude. Uh, yeah. So they and they, so they you've seen them time and time and again. I think Cataclysm was the only exception to the you cannot fly. Right. Until you get one character through all this content that we made for you. Yeah. 
um, Cataclysm, they gave it to everybody out, out of the gates because they want to say, hey, look at the new revamped Azeroth. It's right. all, you know, all these things you wanted to fly over but couldn't before. Enjoy it now. Well, that's because everyone had explored Azeroth, too, getting characters to 60. Yeah. So it's the, now I want to go the places I couldn't go unless I was able to fly to the top of the mountain, right. you know. And so. It, it, it's, so I, I think the flying thing, see, I, I actually agreed with the you can't fly until you get your character through. We're going to make you follow the quest lines. We're going to make you explore mm-hmm. the zones. We're going to make that's, the story. You will. Yeah, exactly. You're going to follow the story. That's part of the storytelling, you know, unless they did a choose your own adventure and you turn to page six, and somehow you were able to navigate all of that and still get the depth yeah. of story. I, and I don't know how they'd even do that. Well, that, or they should have it like as soon as you go to the first area in, in uh, Warlords, they just has a cutscene where like a orc comes out and just puts a bullet in each one of your fine mouse heads oh, <laughs> and just oh, executes them. And now you're stuck until you get to the end and figure out a way to revive them all. Well, in Pandaland, <laughs> in Pandaland, they actually had put in a story reason why you weren't flying at first in in some zones, yeah. where you started off by flying into a zone and you got attacked by the opposing air force uh, who beat the living crap out of you. They're like, okay. And then there were several quests on doing something about overcoming that problem. Gotcha. So they at least made an effort to say, there's a reason, not, not just cause. So okay. You go up there, they will kill you. Um, but also still on World of Warcraft from NPR.org, um, Robin Williams to be memorialized in World of Warcraft. Um, Late comedic actor who died early this week uh, was well known for his offbeat characters and devotion to acting on stage screen TV, but to the video game community, he was also known as an obsessive fan and shameless advocate of video games. Among the games he played was World of Warcraft, the MMORPG, played by millions. Upon news of his death, fans began a petition to the game's creators, Blizzard attempted to memorialize Williams in-game, and they eventually responded with, yes, we're taking care of it. Yeah. So they will... uh, Put something somewhere in probably Draenor, uh, either with recorded lines of his or, I don't know, they, they haven't revealed what it will be, but he'll be in there somewhere. They, they, there's precedent for this. They've had um, a few. Quite a few. Yeah, different people. There's some Make-A-Wish uh, yeah. kid who did voice acting for them before he passed away in his tour, and you can go talk mm-hmm. with and, and hear his voice lines. Um, so it's not the first time. So in, in, a, in a sad nod to the... yeah. Why, why do we? Why do the good ones always go? Uh, Robin will show up somewhere. I'll be curious yeah. to see what form that actually takes. And there was also a little bit of when they were talking to the folks about Warlords, uh, questioning whether or not they'll ever be a WoW two. Mm-hmm. And basically, they said, "Yeah, we're thinking about it. We've been thinking about it for ten years. We just don't know how what, what shape that would take yet. But we still have no idea what." titan is even going to be all we know is that they started it over from scratch a couple yeah, years ago we have no idea and i mean i think wow 2 makes sense but the the reasons they bring up make sense as well that either they have to figure out are they going to have it concurrently with the existing wow is it going to be an alternate future is it I mean, what are they going to do with it and i mean maybe some of this will be uh the response to warlords will be taken into account. If people are really interested in a alternate timeline, maybe that could be the shape that well, that it could would be take. a perfect MacGuffin story element for them to use. Is right at the end of the expansion, you know, you you fix, you defeat, whatever, but it, it results in two concurrent time. fractured timelines, and they set World of Warcraft two in the newly right. created one. 
Yeah, the new game. timeline looks just so much better. It's so weird. Well, and they can put an in-game element where if you wanted to migrate an existing character yeah. to WoW 2, you could approach a portal in the existing right. WoW and say, this is a one-way trip to the other dimension. Are you sure you want it? And then they port you over, then you yeah. log into WoW 2, and there's your character. It takes a toll on your body, though, and you come over like level 1 or oh, something. Yeah. 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 You'll have all your memories, but... Right. <laughs> there you go. This sucks. <laughs> oh, you're yeah, You come naked and level one. Terminator, oh, Terminator style. Sucks. Like oh, I'm not doing that. No. <laughs> so uh, we also mentioned earlier Old Republic. Yeah. Uh, Polygon has an article mentioning Star Wars: The Old Republic continues to stay afloat with over one million uh, monthly players. Yeah. So even after switching to free to play. Actually, that helped them because yeah. they dipped below a million after launch, and then they went to free to play. And I've reloaded it a couple times, and it's good. The free to play is pretty effective on it, especially if you were a previous player, because they give you a bunch of crap then to use in terms of currency as well as perks that uh, that you get just because you're an original subscriber. But don't have to pay now, and I hop on, and it still has. I mean, the voice acting always was fantastic in it. The storylines, as long as you were on your class storyline, was very compelling. And they still are doing a good job of uh, continually updating it. So, yep. you know, kudos. I mean, that was a game I thought, like, wow, that might crash and burn after uh, as soon the as initial you reaction. Yeah. And yeah. now they've managed to kind of dig out a, a niche for themselves. Yeah, I don't know what they did wrong that... that didn't appeal to me about I never got as in-depth understanding how the mechanics worked in that game like mm-hmm. I did with WoW. I'd never really understood the gear upgrade system. It confused the hell out of me. Yeah. Um, I never did any crafting because it also... I sucked at space battles. Seemed, I'd never, <laughs> I was I barely re- even tried I was those. really, really bad. At they the were yeah. the on-rails <laughs> space battles. Yeah, no, I know they were on-rails, but I just wasn't used to them. And I was like, oh, it's not making sense to me. So and I never and yeah. I, I think I ran like one instance the entire yeah. time I played that game. Yep. Um, it just I don't know what they. Yeah, we did more know, in I, Diablo I just, three. Yeah, We're doing more in Diablo three. Yeah, so. it took. Yeah, they they definitely had a lot of stat bloat, and we even see that when Dax and I have been playing WildStar. Like I don't know how many times Dax and I have been like. What's my primary stat? <laughs> like because they have and they're not named and she's like, why do they have to call it finesse and brutality? Why couldn't it just be strength and dexterity? Dex? Right. Like, really? You yeah. had to be cool and name it something different. Name it something different. And then they, they have Moxie. It's like what the hell is Moxie? Charisma. Moxie. No, it's Moxie charisma. is chutzpah, right? Well it's it, it, <laughs> charisma, right? It's crit damage is what oh, it turns into. Okay. Yeah. It's like I would have said charisma. It's all your crit like, chance and crit damage. There, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they have certain classes that like all their power, like their attack damage and stuff, is based on brutality. Some are based on finesse. It's like, oh, this is a little confusing. But no. all I'll say to that is that in Star Wars Galaxies, you could level your character by dancing. Oh yeah, they'll try anything at different <laughs> points. I had a Wookiee biologist in Star Wars Galaxy. And could she cut a rug? No, she was a biologist, so I was out mm-hmm. researching animals and doing science. Because <laughs> I was the Wookiee scientist yeah. that couldn't talk to anybody because nobody spoke Wookiee. Nobody speaks And I couldn't Wookiee. learn common. 
Like, Basic. Nobody. Do you speak it? Yeah, not, not my Wookiee didn't. It was well, like, I'm going to be a Wookiee. This is the worst choice ever. ever. I can't talk to anybody. This sucks. I may have made a horrible error. Well, yeah. apparently you could talk to Yoda because right. Yoda would understand. Yoda actually yeah, got along find, really well with the Wookiee. Like, if I find Yoda or Han, I was set. Otherwise, screwed. Yeah. Yeah. You do have to kind of wonder how Han learned Wookiee. Like, really? How'd you yeah, learn that? Exactly. Where did that come into play? Right. Well, it's like, I mean, you, you listen to the, the language samples, and you listen to R2-D2's beeps and bloops, which are basically the same seven or eight things done over right. and over again, and you, you just have to suspend your disbelief that right. deep communication is happening there, even though it couldn't possibly be. Well, no. I have 10,000 different ways of saying gleep. Yes. Um, yeah. Gleep? But I will tell you that, that I, I did live in the things they should have worked out in this universe. Wireless headsets. <laughs> yeah. Things they should have worked out in this universe. If you've got a droid, you should be able to talk to it, no yeah. matter what its composition is. And they seem to seem You should so have translators, es- right? Especially in uh, I want to see three PO speak Wookiee. They were totally inconsistent about whether some humans could understand what R2 was saying. Right. Even episode to episode, Anakin could respond like they were having yeah. a conversation and then didn't. Right. But make up your mind, guys. It's, yeah. Were we channeling the force? What? Yeah. You know, what do we need to do to talk to you, R2? Well, it's Jeez. funny. A lot of sci-fi was definitely caught off guard by the rise of wireless. Yeah. Like, they, a that lot of writers yeah, didn't see that one coming. Can we get rid of the CRTs, please? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's one of the fun things. There's a fan effort that go, is going back and remastering Space 1999. And nice. one of the major things they do is they take all the CRTs off the tables and put flat panel computers in their place. Oh, that's cool. Because uh, they also yeah. renamed it Space 2199. Cause, nice. Uh, it's living in the past now. Yeah, yeah. Well, and um, they'd be they would be good putting things like we have holographic technology, but we don't have wireless headsets. Yeah, yeah. Could we please like look at? I can I can hold a hand hand communicator, you know, in my hand and get a holographic image of the person that I'm talking to. But Can't, but I don't have Bluetooth. Nope. Yeah, this is one of my favorite uh, Harvey Birdman attorney, attorney at law episodes when the Jetsons showed up. <laughs> we are from the distant year 2003. <laughs> the calendar on his desk, 2004. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice. Okay, keep going. Yeah, keep it coming. Well, they're trying to, they're, they're waiting for the slide walk to move them forward. Like, <laughs> no, come into the office. Like, walk? And there's just like two minute sequence of them struggling. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, everyone in the office walks out, goes home, for the night, turns the light off, and then the wolves are coming for them. It's just, it's awesome. Wow. <laughs> Look away, son. Look away. The genie got yeah. my wolves in the office building. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> in the office building it's waiting Harvey for Bird morning. Yeah. Well, you know, they would have wolves prowling the property at night. <laughs> in that cartoon, you know, anything. Yeah. <laughs> you can also get hooked on suntan lotion. La creme. The French stuff. Tanning cream now. Tanning cream. You've never have you ever seen Harvey Birdman? I've seen pe- okay. yeah uh, episodes here the and there. Tanning cream. Episode I think so. Yeah, gets, that one sounds familiar. Gets hooked on tanning cream because yeah. he gets his powers from right, solar radiation. Right. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's bad. It's one of those things where when they we, they won the assets of Hanna Barbera, it's like, well now, well we're gonna have some we fun do. with it. From that we get Space Goes Coast to Coast sure. and Harvey Birdman Attorney at Law. There needs, oh, yeah. needs to be more stuff like that, though. Anyway, uh, let's see. I'm sure that was partial, partially the inspiration for things like Archer. 
It's definitely from the yeah. same kind of minds. Yeah. Well, yeah, same I mean, kind of humor. That's what I mean. The he did a uh, Space Lab twenty. 21. Yeah, they even have that little crossover nod I mean, episode. But that's sure. the same writer of Archer right. did that, so or creator. C Lab. As well as um oh, what was the superhero one with Killface? Um Killface. Uh, Frisky Dingo. That one I'm not familiar with. Oh my god. You gotta watch Frisky okay, Dingo. I will seek out Frisky There's only two symbols two two seasons of it, but it is some of the funniest stuff out there. It is so well done. Excellent. So I shall. You understand that now I'm searching for Frisky oh, Dingo. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, the bad guy is Killface. <laughs> Already then. With his, like, his son is so ruthless to him. It's, oh, it's okay, great. you type in Frisky on the internet. Yep. It's the first thing that comes oh, yeah. up on Google suggestions. Frisky Dingo. It's something they always ask him if he's going to try to do again. American animated cartoon series created by Adam Reed and yeah. Matt Thompson for Adult Swim. The way God intended. Yep. All right, let's do a break here. All right. We shall return with a little research chaos before wrapping things up. You are listening to Casually Hardcore, live at alphageekradio.com. We'll be back after this. This is Dills from The Instance and The Angry Chicken, and you are listening to Alpha Geek Radio.
This is Alpha Geek Radio. Researched Chaos. Casually Harker continues live on alphageekradio.com. Researched Chaos, where we have links and subjects and topics suggested to us by our all-volunteer research team, to whom we are thankful. This Uh, was uh, the Times Change Edition. mm -hmm. Started by MacBit, not to be confused with MacButt. So, um... I read the first one. I haven't read all of them, but I read uh, T-Mobile, The Throttle, Peer-to-Peer Traffic, and Excessive Tethering. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at it, and I was saying to myself, hmm, so when I actually, in an emergency basis, not very often, but in an emergency basis, when I have to tether my laptop so I can actually do my job, is that going to violate their terms and That's conditions? the problem most people have this because define excessive tethering and they right. they strive to not put a hard number on that because what they really want it to be is a percentages game where they always say they're going after the small percentage of people who are abusing the network and they want it to be nice and vague so that they don't have to be held accountable to any kind of rules Right. So they can basically target whomever they want and slow down your service for whatever reason they want. And it's not in their best interest to have that be a hard set of rules that you can definitely avoid by knowing ahead of time what they are. AT&T is notorious for this as well. Is it, well, you're in the top you know, 2% of our users this month. That's a moving target because it changes every day. Because it's, well, just the top 2% of today's usage. Sure. What if usage is really down today and I'm not using an unreasonable amount, but I'm still in the top 2%? Well, and... Oh, we're going to throttle you. Yeah. And, and I, yeah, I mean, I live in that land of, I think I've only had to do that twice where my home internet has gone out. Mm-hmm. And I've had to, to Cover do it. my job, I've had to tether to my, to yeah. my phone and use my phone as my hotspot. And that's because I don't do this thing where I'm going to work from coffee shops and stuff. Sure. Like, I don't do that as, as a normal practice. But I just, mm, irritating. Yeah. Well, it's annoying yep. because they build it as you can do whatever you want. Unlimited. Uh, they, they say this is only going to apply to customers that have our unlimited plan. Right. So here you're spelling out the limitations to your unlimited, unlimited plan. plan. Like, it's not that. Unlimited. It just it annoys me. The, the and, why, and I, if you don't want to provide internet service, why did you get into the internet service provider business? Well, right. and and you know, I'm a I'm actually a big proponent of T-Mobile's. I have spoken very they've positively done, of them. They've done many things that we've been cheering to, you know, to increase competition. And sure, eh, this is not one of them. Now, now the network admin in me is screaming at me right now that, but you know how. A few bad actors can really ruin Traffic Shaping's day. So this can be partially justified from the argument of, well, yeah, but all you need is two or three people who are really abusing the hell out of the system all in the same tower, and they ruin the experience for all of our subscribers using that tower. Right. And we need to be able to stop this from happening. For the Think of the children, for right. the good of all. Um, right. So part of me says, yes, this can be justified, but the cynical part of me says, no, they just want to map out ways to extract extra money. But this isn't really about money, 
because they're not saying we're charging you over. No, we're just they're just telling you that we're going to slow you down because we think you're eating a bigger piece of the pie than you're entitled right. to, even though we told you it would be unlimited. That's that's, that's what the problem gets I have. Me. Don't yeah. call it unlimited then. Right. Just call it your top tier plan. It sounds so good from a marketing perspective to say it's unlimited. But as but soon as you start doing this, really it not. becomes a lie. Yeah. Right. But I also have to question, and it's a, it's not a story that I've gone out and searched for, but in places that have very good high speed internet, other countries and such that mm-hmm. are really well known for it, do they have these throttling issues? No. In all the discussion threads I've ever participated yeah. in, the rest of the civilized world is saying, what's a data cap? Right. And you pay how much for what speed? Yeah. My God, America, what's wrong? Because you have you know, a lot of Scandinavian countries where they've declared internet access to be a basic human right. <laughs> and you get a 100 megabit connection just for breathing Existing. in that country. Jesus. And then you pay a pittance for an upgrade to a gigabit connection. So... Things are a bit backwards here, all in the name of competition and capitalism, and the market will sort it out. Unfortunately, all we have is a bunch of monopolies. Right. Or virtual monopolies. So, And a market that's not interested in upgrading infrastructure. Why would they? Yeah. When they can spend no money and then increase the amount they charge people right. for reasons. So that's that's where we find ourselves, and this is another symptom of that, where they think this is okay, an okay business practice and to basically say, well... Mm-hmm. Where are you going to go? Now, T-Mobile is in a, at least in a more competitive market where there are other alternatives almost nationwide. Sure. The landline providers have, they, have worked, they've worked very hard yeah, to not they have a stranglehold on that. Yeah, and they're going to they're do their damnedest to keep it. So, yeah, it, w- it was just a sad article to see because, like you said, T-Mobile has had been doing been right. so good many move. good things. And now to do this, it's like, okay, so underneath it all, you're kind of the same as everybody else. Two steps else. forward, one yeah. step back. Right. And that sucks because I've been, you know, yeah. they've been this huge proponent of. Let's open things up. Let's, uh, yeah, yeah. Let's let's start treating this as if it's real and if it's. As if everybody needs it and it's a business and we can still make money without screwing you guys. Right. And that's what we want to do is we want to make money without screwing you guys. So I get the bad Apple thing. I get that. The problem is I have is yet to see if they will not put it in writing Mm -hmm. what their rules are. Then it becomes entirely discretionary, which invites abuse. And I would be completely okay with this if they would just do one thing. And it's what Grail said. Stop calling it unlimited. Right. Right. As long as if you, you can have all these rules, just take the word unlimited off of all of your materials. Don't call it unlimited. Call it your maximum access plan. Right. And then spell out the rules and says, you know, we will strive to put no limits on this as much as is reasonably possible. Mm-hmm. However, if you begin drinking more than you should. Yeah. We will throttle you back, and that way, what can you what can you complain about? Right. Well, you were told up front that there would be limits. This is what. Yeah. This so is so the way call, it works. call it call it your our very few limitations plan. <laughs> but then, you know, while I'm dreaming, I would like a pony. Yeah. Idiot right. Limits. Yeah. I've yeah. I've wanted a pony for a while. So MacBit uh, linked us to the Polygon article about Guardians of the Galaxy, women ri- women writers, and kicking down doors, and they take the angle. Let's see. Oops, scrolling down. Guardians of the Galaxy is the first Marvel Studios movie to be penned by a woman screenwriter. Um, it was a it was Nicole Perlman. Uh, Marvel's 
property big screen adaptations. Uh, she's the first one to have a major writing credit on any of Marvel's big screen ad- adaptations. So I, I need to do a quick correction here. Um, while MacBet has provided many articles, this one was actually provided by yours truly to the research thread. Not tagged. Uh, <laughs> it's not in the research thread, therefore it's it's gotcha. on me then. <laughs> Fine. As credit where credit's due. Credit where credit's due, darn it. Come on. Don't call it unlimited. That's um, right. <laughs> so... This was a good story. I didn't yeah. realize this at no. all. First Marvel property to be to be written by a woman, mm-hmm. where at least at least it was well, credited. Co- yes, because there's different times where women have have, have it assisted, major, but right. not being a co-writer right, on not credited it. Credited yeah. as, as uh, in the big letters at the end, yeah. co-written by. Um, and in the article, it goes on to say that 44% of ticket sales for Guardians was by women. That was one of the interesting demographics that came out of this, is Marvel seems to have found a way to appeal to the other half of the population. Right. Uh, so Guardians did a lot of things. Opened strong in August, which is mm-hmm. not typically a, a real big hit uh, time of year. Took a completely unknown uh, grouping of characters. Right. In an ensemble movie, which is notoriously hard to pull off, right? As what they so so often they've steered away from these team movies because they want Wolverine. You know, they want sure. a singular character for you to bill uh, the movie and have people be interested in. And even you look at the first two X Men films that Fox did; they were the Professor X Wolverine Wolverine shows. stories. Yeah. Almost everyone else in there was secondary. Rogue kind of rose above that a little bit as a story element in the first one. Yeah. But it was really, they were really all about Wolverine. Oh, yeah. Because that's all they knew how to write. And something that Joss Whedon in particular has proven through ensemble shows like Firefly, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, that you can write ensemble shows. We have, mm-hmm. you look at Firefly, they had nine main characters. Yeah. Which is considered suicidal in TV screenwriting. It's like, are you out of your mind? No, you need one romantically involved couple. To, mm-hmm. You need the Bones model. Will they or won't they? And, or the Castle model. And a good writing team has proven, no, you can pull it off. To a lesser extent, they did that as well on Battlestar Galactica reboot, where they had a reasonably large stable of major characters, sure. and you could, you could go between them in various episodes. But in a movie, we've got one shot to introduce these people make the audience care about them, and then go have a plot happen, they did a pretty darn good job. They also right. wove in two very strong female characters, one on the good guy team, one on the bad guy's yeah. team, um, and made them interesting and not really all that feminine in the classic sense. And certainly neither of them needed rescuing. No. They definitely put a romantic spark between Zoe Saldana's character and Chris Pratt's character. A little bit, but then they really... Cooled it off pretty yeah, they, fast, Yeah, they didn't too. go anywhere with it, because I think they're hoping for a longer-term yeah. uh, commitment out of these characters. And, I mean, the the theme of the movie was friends, yes. not not And building, building trust and becoming yeah. partners, right. the entire group, right. becoming a, a cohesive unit that, that two would trust each other. Yeah. You know, to the point where they're willing to grab hands with someone yeah. who's holding the most the dangerous Death thing Stone in the universe. Or, yeah. <laughs> it's like... I, it's you know, and I mean that that concept that uh, yeah, and that you would throw romance in there, especially from someone like Zoe Zaldana's character, right. who's spent the last 
12 years of her life being systematically abused and turned into an assassin. Right. That's not going to be healthy. No, that, that <laughs> does not make for a, not a, a cuddly fun. romantic partner. Right. Yeah. Um, never mind these cyber cybernetic implants. But well, and also with her, you know, I think her in, in particular being somewhat more. I don't know if I want to call it eye candy, but mm-hmm. really not as fleshed out of a role in the Star Trek series yes. right. with Ohura. Now moving to this, which was a much, I think, meatier role for her to do. Yeah. yeah. Whereas instead of being Spock's like, oh, you know, type character, mm-hmm. it just wasn't as strong of a role, I think, as, as this role. Well, no, it wasn't. In, in, she into was Darkness, definitely... they gave her more to do. So gave her a little more they, to they, do. They, they, they made better use of her as a character. Yeah. They, they have the fun relationship tension between right. her and I loved Kirk's response. Are you guys fighting? What is that even like? Yeah. It's like, dude, this is your subordinate. You don't talk to her like that. Yeah. But that's the same thing that passes through everyone's head is wow, what would that even be like? Right. A lover's quarrel with a Vulcan. Right. Yee. Um but the height of passive aggressiveness is what that would be. Yeah, that would no be like kidding. the are you kidding? And you never know. Are you being serious? I am a Vulcan. Yeah. And I mean, also from Guardians of the Galaxy, they had uh, the leader of the world. I forget the name of the world was Glenn Close. Yeah, right. So they Nova, also Nova had Prime that. was Glenn Close. Right. Which was, was probably I thought was the weakest casting in the movie. I didn't. They didn't do much with. They didn't it. do much with her. But, but I mean, they still put a, a you know a, a woman in yeah. charge of the whole Nova Prime. So it's or in the role of Nova Prime. Right. So the. Articles suggest that, hey, Hollywood, maybe if you let a woman come on board and help you with the writing, you'll appeal to more, more women. Because there could be a correlation between, hey, we co-written yeah. by a woman, and you appealed to way more women than usually or historically have shown up for this kind of a movie. Right. Well, and I think that it was interesting to me that I think 99.5% of the audience doesn't care about the gender of the writer. I'd actually go so far as to say 100% of the audience doesn't care about the gender of the writer. Because how many of us, I didn't know who the writer was no, on Guardian of the Galaxy. The, you liked I what was, was written. I liked what was written. And it didn't come across to me either way. Like, I didn't look at the movie and go, well, that was obviously written by a woman. Or no. that was obviously written by a man. I don't. Barry VA mentions in the IRC, well, it's obvious. Ladies love Groot. Duh. Ladies love the little just, Groot at the just end. Just shut up and take my money. Yeah. I want one of those <laughs> <laughs> little dancing Groot toy. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> I, said, I don't pay attention to the writers, but, and that's why I was a surprise to find out this was the first one uh, for Marvel. Yeah, they got a credit, full credit in for co-writing, which surprises me good. That, that this late stage... I know they had... Um, Oh, I'm trying to remember the film that, that had a woman director and then they wound up replacing her late in the process. I forget. It might have been one of the Fox. might have been first class. I'm not. I'm not uh, yeah, no, it. they said first class was the first one for a Marvel property. Just not by Marvel. But it wasn't by the you know, Marvel studio. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, it was a good. God, I wish I could find it. Daxa found this. She does Pinterest all the time. Yeah. She found this thing that was like a comparison between Marvel and DC, and it was a pretty brutal shutdown. Oh, no, I, I've seen the same yeah. way. It's kind of in the form of a conversation. Yeah. Uh, the, it opens with DC talking to themselves. We could just find a way to do Wonder Woman and do her well. Right. Hey, you guys like Scarlett Johansson Same. as Black Widow? Oh. Here, here's tons more of her in Winter right. Soldier. Oh, yeah, and we're giving her her own movie. Yeah. And, and then you, back to DC. It, like, 
uh, how do you do an ensemble cast movie? How do you do Justice League? Hey, you guys like Avengers? We got Avengers two and three in the pipeline. Yeah. Oh. Well, there's a great line in there. I remember the one thing <laughs> that stood out was they go, "Well, we think we're gonna do the uh, the Batman vs Superman movie, and there might be a cameo by Wonder Woman." And it goes, Marvel goes, Phase two, bitches. We got everybody's gonna be in everyone's movie for now from to the end of time. Like it's crazy. Like, we're cross pollinating everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, they and they. I remember the Phase two, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like just, it, it, it nicely illustrated how Marvel has gotten slightly far, ahead of the curve yeah. compared to DC. I'm really that it goes into like gen, you know, diversity in their cast and everything, and or, or their characters. I mean, yeah, it's pretty funny. I admit to total total nerd squee when I saw the little snippet of VVS from sure. Comic Con with sure. the clearly the Frank Miller yeah. body armor cowl. And I, I'm they have a totally chance. Stoked. They have a chance. And, and until I just think about it, I'm excited about it. Right. And then I think about it. And I see, okay, Batman v Superman, okay? Oh, yeah, and Wonder Woman. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, and uh, Cyborg might be in it. And uh, there might be a cameo by Green Lantern. And, 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 and. It's like, guys, now they have also announced that Jason Momoa will be portraying Aquaman in right. an Aquaman film. Right. Standalone. So they're beginning to form plans and announce things, and I think Momoa can probably pull off the badass Arthur. And version. he has enough char- charisma as well to do it. So, <laughs> sorry, I, think, I uh, found the baby Groot. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, 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 they released it as a. That's how I found yeah, it, and everybody. I was like, oh, uh, yeah. Marvel released a little snippet from the end credits of uh, baby Groot of the baby Groot dancing to the Jackson Five. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, Drax looking over and not catching him. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they uh, they have a chance. The problem I think also DC suffers from is Marvel. When they started this, they started with Iron Man, yep. who was good, but no expectations. Right. DC is having to start with their Batman biggest Superman properties. Yeah, right. Exactly. And they're on the heels of the Nolan. Batman era. That was incredible. It was incredible. It was a very but different, it was different. Yeah, I mean, Other superheroes would not fit into the Nolan universe, I think. It would be really hard to have somebody who has superpowers. I mean, the closest they got was Bane. Right. And he was juiced up, basically. He was basically on drugs the whole right. time and was just incredibly fit, well-trained assassin yeah. who had a really hard time feeling pain. Right. So you can imagine, it's, he, is, he is the worst nightmare of someone who is has the, the all the power of someone who's on PCP yeah. with their intellect intact. Right. It's like, that's fairly terrifying. But it's still, it's within the bounds of what you can think could really happen mm-hmm. with careful chemistry. Right. And training in a lifetime yeah. of, of But having devotion. somebody flying in or, you know, shooting a lasers right. or something like that would be lasers weird. Lasers out of his eyes. Freaking lasers out of his freaking eyes. eyes. Yeah. It'd be very strange to see. Yeah, I just, it doesn't feel like and I think this is maybe what sabotages it in my in my brain. I don't feel like DC has earned it yet. I think they're no. going headlong into the Justice League and they haven't paid their dues the way Marvel did. Marvel made us want it. Right. Yeah. They fed it to us a snippet at a time in after credit scenes. I mean, how freaked out were you yeah. the very first time when you saw after Nick Iron Man Fury. credits, you saw Nick goddamn Fury, Fury show come up and you're like played by Samuel goddamn Jackson. Oh. And the paperwork goes down the Avengers initiative. Like, Whoa. like, what are they doing? And it was what 
five years yeah. before we it was saw a the long, Avengers. They played the long ball. They played the long game in a huge way, and it paid off. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, that and the, the, they find Thor's hammer, and you're like, oh, oh Thor's hammer. They find a popsicle. Oh, uh, it's Captain America. Yep. I mean, it was, it was a well-done concept to get to that point. Yep. That, yeah, you're right. DC has not put the time in because they've really fell flat with doing one-off yeah. origin stories. Well, I mean, the only they, they did Green Lantern. Meh. Which was meh. Really meh. So what else? What other ones have they tried that have failed? In my, they did Daredevil? Daredevil way did, back in the day. No, Daredevil was Marvel. Marvel. Oh, okay, um, sorry. And they're rebooting him on the TV. But they have... Well, I mean, they did, they've done Superman right. several times. They've rebooted him. And they did Batman, obviously, really well. So, so and then they've never done Wonder Woman. They've never done any yeah. of the other Justice League. That's what League. contaminated for me is Superman Returns is so recent. Right. That, you know, that was the conclusion of the Donner era. It was hard to get from Superman Returns to, to Man of Steel. To Man of Steel. And Man yeah. of Steel, as, as much hate has been... Has there been are some really good points to Man of Steel and some really bad points. It just... Overall, it, I like it. I like the whole it. as a reimagining of. Yeah. I think it's a way more. Just the one thing that I really love about it is the, his parents had a plan mm-hmm. and a reason for sending him to this specific planet. Right. Not just off you go, infant. Yeah. Later, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Quick emergency, send him right. there. And it was yeah. a a believable plan. From they set they set the character of Jor El. Yes. Scientist, visionary. Slightly see, mad. Sees the the flaws and the mistakes mm-hmm. his people have made. Knows pretty much my planet is doomed. Right. But I have this plan to try and save our culture. So I'm going to send steal the codex with, with all the genetic information. Send my son off to where I know there's a Genesis ship. Right. And then teach my son to be a bridge between the two peoples. Yeah. And then, so we'll share everything that was good about Krypton with the humans, yeah. and together we will build a, an enlightened Something society. Yeah, they did a great job. I mean, Russell Crowe played the role well. I think there was, I mean, he has that great line where the the wife goes, you know, they might try to hurt him or something. And he goes, how? how? Like, that was awesome. Because like, he knew exactly what, knew the, what the effect was going to be. Right. Um, and I think that was good. He will be a god good. to them. The, yeah. the guy... Is it Henry Carville? Cavill. 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 Was yeah. great. I really liked him I as think Superman. He nailed it. I think he hit, hit Henry the role Cavill well. Did a really good job. Physically, was imposing oh, yeah. as the way Superman should be, um, and yet was undertoned and and had a really calm demeanor, which mm-hmm. is also Superman. So I thought that was really well done. I think the General Zod, lacking some of the issues I had with him, like just instantly being able to. Get a handle on his powers and stuff like that. The actor for it, who's from Boardwalk Empire, did a good job. I thought him as the strict, I'm just, I've been bred to protect my civilization and make sure it thrives. That is a reasoning I could I will do whatever is necessary, and he was the hero of his own story. He, He thought he was doing the right thing. Right. I could I could get behind him all the way. I hated the last fight scene in Metropolis uh, just because everybody it was ridiculous. dies. But you know there was good pieces, and so him being in a movie, uh, continuing in that role for uh, Henry Cavill is fine by me. Perfectly fine. See, and I, and I think if they had stuck to just next movie BVS being they reveal okay. Gotham and Metropolis exist in this universe. There is there is a Batman who has been here the whole time, and he is coming in reaction to this alien invader right. that has just laid waste to the other major city in my country. Yeah. 
And he's about the closest thing we have to a superhero. Right. That's actually from Earth. Uh, yeah. That so Can you maybe do something about this guy? You seem to have all the greatest gadgets. Uh, maybe help us with this? If they stuck to just that as the intro into their greater universe, I think it would have worked. But they, they, they felt the need they to it. bring to go Wonder straight Woman to Justice League. So they've called it Dawn of Justice. So right. it's obviously going to be sowing the seeds of the Justice League. Right. No, you have not earned that. No. Yeah, they need it to. It well, should just be Batman versus Superman. That's and, enough. And, and, and then the in their credit sequence. You show, you right. show Wonder Woman showing up with Green Lantern in the background, like, ooh, and then ooh. there's your, your hint for the next big thing. Well, you and, don't make and, them part and, of the movie. And you do, you like, for example, it's been a really freaking long time since anyone did a Wonder Woman origin story. Yeah. You can yeah. rewrite 1970s. Yeah. 40 no, years. Yeah. It's been 40 years since someone did that. You could do these origin stories in some of these DC characters, not Green Lantern, but in some of the DC characters, you could do the origin stories and you could make these guys really cool and you could play it the same way that Marvel did. And, and, I mean, and, and the wider viewing audience doesn't really care we'll that up. it's DC versus Marvel. If it's done well, it's we'll show movie. up. Yeah. That's the only thing about the Green Lantern movie is it was such a near hit. It was close in many ways. It just impacted it, on the outside. It yeah, didn't go it didn't into go the tunnel. It impacted on the surface. <laughs> they they did many things <laughs> That's right. That's what she said. Uh, there you go. The, but yeah, I to me it just the, my problem with the Green Lantern movie was it was origin story by the numbers. Yes, there was nothing new about it. There wasn't anything terrible. It just was like we're gonna go through the motions was, of. Guy who shouldn't be, who's kind of heroic but has flaws. We're going to put him in a heroic situation. He's going to overcome those flaws and beat the bad guy, and we're done. It was just by the numbers. And yeah, it was just it, I, I kept I on think, wanting it to. And I wanted it. I, I wanted I, to write itself it's like, oh, you're so close, but you're but you're dumb. I love Stop Ryan being Reynolds. Dumb. Be a little. I'm like I'm a huge a fan of him. Please be a little smarter. And it it drove me crazy in Green Lantern because he's a pilot. Mm-hmm. You cannot be dumb and be a pilot. No. It doesn't exist in reality. These guys are smart guys yeah. if they're flying those planes. Yep. It, Test pilots in particular, yes, they have the adrenaline right. junkie thing going on, but they, they're smart it's people. It's like, you know how much money you're putting under that person's control? They're not going to put dumb people up there exactly. or reckless people exactly. up there. They're going it's to like, put people that know what they're doing. Well, they need well, a little reckless to be willing to a little bit, to untest not the technology. crazy. Yeah, but uh, but not not unintelligent, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. And so yeah. I I looked at that in Green Lantern, and I'm like, you're you have taken this this pilot hushba, I'm a pilot slut thing mm-hmm. to to way too far and yeah. extreme, and made him dumb instead yeah. of just immoral. Yeah. At the what they of did the with Rod, you know, Robert Downey Jr.'s with with his Iron Man mm-hmm. was they made him immoral but right. brilliant. But brilliant, right? And then his, you know, his journey is discovering his morality, right? And and discovering I, I have responsibility right. that I have to take for these sorts of things. So right. I, I think that they just they fell off the wagon there big time in yeah. Green Lantern. They just yeah. missed. And I mean, they have they didn't such use the force. All yeah, all the all the bits were there is the annoying point. They have such a good chance 
and I know we've brought this up before, with their television universe. Yes. They have Flash that everybody that I've heard that have, have seen the uh, pilot episode have said it's good. Like, they've, and see, they've gotten Flash it. is to DC what Iron Man was to Marvel. Right. Really a secondary popularity character. But well-known enough that people would understand who he is he'd right off the bat. show up in Saturday morning yeah. cartoons sometimes, but he's not a Superman no. or a Batman. No, level. he's not. Hell, even Green Arrow was a, a, oh, sec, a he second, was third tier. second tier, third tier, yeah. Without so they managed to make him a compelling character. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, Arrow now, I, I was, as I follow Stephen Amell now since he's been at Comic-Con on Facebook, and they, they've filmed, they've gotten to 50 episodes. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty successful show at that point. If you're yep. filming episode number 50 and you've spun off now another television series you're out of it, you're doing something right. You have something going there that maybe you do need Batman and Superman to be your cinematic universe, but you have this chance to introduce all of these other members, maybe the second tier of the Justice League within your television universe, and you really should be leveraging that more and then figuring out how you're going to bridge the two together. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see if they put any yeah, Easter arrow. eggs into, B- yeah. into BBS that yeah. indicates, oh, by the way, Flash is over there, right. Arrow's over there, this is all one big happy. And take some of the money that you make from this and throw it to these shows. Yes. That's the other big thing. It's like getting because that's because Marvel's thrown Agents of Shield tons of money, tons of cash. Well, and I think that I mean Arrow has they spent a long time actually getting you to invest in that character too. Oh yeah, I no, mean well he starts they, off pretty like ooh this guy is pretty broken. Yeah, yeah, he's very very broken. Hi, I'm here and, to kill lots of right. I am, right, and I will be, I'll become known I, as the vigilante. Yes. I am the, you know, I I am vengeance. I have a list. Yeah. I'm going to go down it and, and shoot murder and murder a lot of people. Yeah, and part of it, and part of his story arc is him reaching that precipice and realizing I've gone too far. Yeah, I need, I need to, to stop, off. and then I'm not going to kill people. And then he goes, okay, there are times where I have to kill people, but I'm really going to try not it's to not kill people. The first <laughs> time I should it, be going. It's not. For. Yeah, right. it is not plan A. It's not plan A, but it's not off the table. It's 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 yeah. akin to what if you've ever read the Salvador books for Dritzt. He goes through that same kind of arc. character arc of like, I kill a lot of people. Okay, I'm never going to kill people. Okay, now I understand there are times where I need to kill people, but I'm going to try not to kill people. I'm going to try and use my, <laughs> I'm going to try and use my better judgment. Right, right. So I just you know I I look at that and and the personal journey thing, but they they get an opportunity to do that mm-hmm. in the television shows. They yeah. don't get an opportunity. Yeah, to do that they have a much. So. bigger canvas to work they with. They can stretch it out much further. Right. They don't have two hours where they have to impress you during. Yeah. But still, I mean, it gives them an avenue to take care of a lot of the lesser characters that you either have to cram into a Justice League movie mm-hmm. or create all these one-off origin stories that you are... You can have them show up for four episodes a season right. and say, hey, and, and if the fan reaction is very positive, yeah. maybe, hey, I get some movie. Or you look at what they did with Guardians, where they really didn't do an origin story. It was an origin story for the team, but they basically... Just threw it in while they were doing their yeah, normal I think, stuff. I think, a recruit, you know, a tree, a guy right. with tattoos. His, I think Quill's origin story was a grand total of, what, four minutes of screen About time? That, yeah. You know, I mean, maybe. Yep. And, it's the, and, and, the and it was really only there to give you the perspective of when he's seeing his mom in mm-hmm. the flashback. <laughs> Why right, was this a big deal? That was the only one they needed to tell you, oh, by the way, this guy is from Earth. He's the only one that needed extra explanation. The other right. these are just denizens of the universe. Yeah, and we got wacky, deal weird, all kinds of deal with you know raccoon tree. Yeah, with knives. these things happen. Like Raccoon, it's like, well, some sort of experiments happen to him. We're not going to get into it, except that he is a talking raccoon that shoots guns and, with, and has a smart aleck attitude. Right. 
<laughs> so <laughs> also from, from Polygon, the master troll of the universe, George R.R. R. Martin. Yeah. Um, so the, the clickbait title for the article is, Some fans have figured out Game of Thrones is ending. Yeah. Yep. And of course you think, oh, they're going to reveal it in this article. No, hell no, they're not. Of course not. But what they, they do quote is George R.R. R. Martin talking about all the fan theories he has seen out there in the world. And his quote is, while some of those theories are were amusing bullshit and creative, some of the theories are right. At least one or two readers had put together the extremely subtle and obscure clues that I planted in books and came to the right solution. So he's basically saying, yeah, I've seen a couple of people out there who have it right. Yeah. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. So people are like, oh, must go read all fan theories now. Right. Which, of course, will spa- spawn more fan theories about where it's going. Um, it's good to know that he has a plan. It's very mm-hmm. un-Jordan of him to know where he's headed with it and have, well, have a, an ending in mind. And I think we mentioned before, he's already told the producers of the HBO that what the ending is. Right, just in case he... Just in case he So, so that they don't, you know, actually do something in the TV series that's going to completely derail... Well, no, it's in case know. he gets hit by a bus and he right. passes, they can finish the show with right. the, the he ending intended. he intends. Right. right. So they probably put in his contract of, okay, you need to give us a story outline all the way right. to the end that is at least a framework our writers yeah. can build on in case anything happens to you. And really, he's not writing these episodes. He writes one, maybe two episodes a season personally. Right. right. Um, no, there's a team of writers in there that's right. like oh, yeah. that he's just shepherding. Skimming and, and, and it's skimming content from the books and mm-hmm. saying this is the the uh, what light version of the contents for those of you it's, who are going to view the, the show. I think the highlight reel. You know? yeah, yeah, there you yeah. go. There you go. Which is what What happened in season three? You know, that highlight reel. (laughs) Only this what happened in the books. He goes on to say, so what do I do then? Do I change it? I wrestled with that issue, and I came to the conclusion that changing it would be a disaster, because the clues were there. You can't do that, so I'm just going to go ahead. Some of my readers who don't read the books, which thankfully are hundreds of thousands of them, will still be surprised, and any other readers will say, see, I said that four years ago. I was smarter than you guys. Yeah, you know your fan base, George. Yeah. (laughs) That's exactly how we talk. Well, and the reality is that that's fine. I'm not going to go read. I'm not going to go bury myself because I haven't read the books. So I'm not going to go bury myself in fan theories. Yeah. I mean, I've read the books enough that I understand. There's certain things that are somewhat hidden, but enough that I I was able to gleam from it in terms of the relations between certain characters. I don't want to spoil it for you guys. It doesn't matter. So... I mean, I, it's, um, well, okay, spoiler alert, it's pretty clear that Daenerys has three dragons, and right. she needs three people of her blood to be able to command these dragons, Daenerys being one of them, mm-hmm. Jon Snow being the second one, because Jon Snow is not Ned Stark's bastard. If you read the books carefully, you find out he's not Ned Stark's, he's actually this, uh, Ned's, Ned was his uncle. His sister is the one who had him, and his father is actually a uh, uh, God. I can't remember Targaryen. One, uh, of, the, one, the one of the Targaryens. One of the Targaryens. The Targaryen yeah. that died at the ford from Robert Baratheon. Uh, he Baratheon, kills him. Yeah. Baratheon. He kills uh, Rhaegus. Rhaegus, I think is his name. Yep. Rhaegus. And then the third one has been. That's been more of the the controversy. Who's, who's the third dragon rider? Some be. thought of maybe Tyrion. I've read the book. I, they still haven't had enough evidence in there to make it him, even though he's been enamored with dragons for a long time. He's obviously faced one now by the fifth book. 
Uh, well, uh, and it would it would add more depth to his father's hatred of right. him if he were a bastard. And that, or the fact that the Targaryens all often married brother to sister, right. which would also explain deformities or the the right. increase in that. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, that's a possibility. And but it's there not has like the Lannisters were not engaging in. Well, yeah, obviously they had a little themselves. of that going as you well. Think? Yeah, gee, maybe kind of like one of the major plot points, right? But so, yeah, so, but I mean, and then there's other theories that Dan, Daenerys is actually Azor's Ahi uh, reborn, right, a reincarnation uh, instead of Stannis Baratheon. What, but what that all leads to in terms of an ending, I have no idea. I don't. <laughs> okay, I'm just I'm, I'm, the, the story elements that I've paid attention to are the the dragons are obviously the ultimate defense against the White Walkers. Yes, yes. So they're going to have to rally them, and the the Winds of Winter is the next book in the series. The right. title suggests that this might be all about the North and the White Walkers coming to take over. Right. And we kind of need ourselves some dragons and some sitting at that point because that's all we can use against them. Right. Or just, yeah, the fall of the wall at that point. Right. Yeah. And conveniently, Jon Snow is right there to hop onto a dragon. Possibly. He's, command, yeah, he, he ended Dance of Dragons in not such a good place. <laughs> he had about 50 daggers in him. Assuming he survived. <laughs> yeah. God only knows. Right. There's magic and there's... There's a lot of people getting brought there, back to life. There's freaking so, yeah, a lot of resurrection happening in various types True. in this universe, so God only knows. True. So we'll see. Um, but it was fun to, to see George yeah. making his... Uh, Admit that he's yeah, reading sure. the forums. Some, and, some people yeah, have figured it out. It. I'm not going to tell you which ones, but they're out there. Like, oh, yeah. Damn you. Oh, yeah. Get back, and write, get back to work on those books. That'll be good. Damn it. Right. Right like the wind. Right like the wind. <laughs> <laughs> George R. R. Martin is not our bitch. Were we taking a third break, or are we just going to run through to the end? I was getting ready to wrap it up. Oh, okay. okay. No, I'm good. No, I'm I good. think that was a... I'm ready to watch Groot dance, baby Groot dance. <sighs> that is fun. If you go, go uh, Even if you haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Marvel published on YouTube their official little snippet from the end of the Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. which has a potted plant version of the walking tree character Groot dancing along to uh, the Jackson 5 uh, with... Drax in yeah, the it's only about 40 seconds long, but it is... completely adorable. Have fun. It's hilarious. And you guys, Nemesis didn't make you guys go see uh, Ninja Turtles, I take it? No, not interested. He doesn't He doesn't care, and we have not encouraged yeah. any level of caring I've from him. Just, I, I have was, no desire I was to saddened see to see that that movie did as well as it did. I know. Just, you this, must stop doing that shit. Do you want bad movies? Because this is how, how you, you get, get bad, bad movies. movies. Yep. <sighs> oh well. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just not the demographic, and they, they actually they found their audience. No, oh, yeah, obviously people showed up and gave them money where they were sure. considering a sequel. <sighs> oh well. God. Sometimes, sometimes you get the Avengers. Sometimes you get, you get the Turtles and Transformers. Right. right. <laughs> I'm kind of seeing a Michael Bay zone over here. This is swallowing up beloved properties and pooping on them. He he does that so effectively. He which again makes, makes so much money. I mean, God, what is what whose soul? Who did he sell his soul to to get this power that no one loves his movies and yet he makes bank on them. A lot a lot of kids love his movies. Apparently. But like I said, I told you this before, Pain and Gain is a Michael Bay movie. And it's really good. <laughs> it's a that lot of fun. Rule. Yeah, like he can make a good movie. Yep. It's just he does he willingly is under not under to. what factors right. does he make a good movie? Apparently, and it has to be a very it? adult oriented movie. Like uh, when he's making yeah. a kids huh. movie, he drops a lot. Um, Barry just sent me a very interesting link. I've not okay. seen this before. Uh, 
Marvel has declared a policy of no more origin stories, starting with the Doctor Strange movie. Doctor Strange movie will not be an origin story. Oh, sweet. So they're just going to drop you into his universe, as, and he's probably already the Sorcerer Supreme at that point. And That'd be cool. Go, if that... I'm well, honestly, a few lines of dialogue can give you enough background it, so that you're not 100% lost on someone's origin well, and they, therefore their their intrinsic right. motivations. They've begun weaving him into the so. universe. He was name-dropped in Winter Soldier right. as one of the targets, one of the primary right. targets of the bad of the bad guys who want to take out these these powerful people, Stephen Strange. Oh, yeah. So, interesting. I'd not seen that before. So they're they're not going to this is not going to be 40 minutes of him being a doctor, quote uh, one of the Thank developers. Thank God. It's, <laughs> it's they've a, already, well, they, I mean, they did his origin story in the animated. Yeah, and they did it really and it well. It was good. It was a fun animated uh, So movie. they may want to say, you know, if you're interested in how he got there, we already made Go this movie. Go look at this. Or maybe they've realized also we could just put these movies out, and chances are you're going to be in the theater with a friend, and one of you is going to know all about it from the comics, and one of you may not, and they'll explain it to you. Yeah. So we right. don't need to spend the, our time in the movie explaining. Or you'll go look it up on the interwebs when you get home. Yeah, right. It's going to all come down to the screenwriter. If the screenwriter does a good job of telling the story and giving you the information you need to care about the character yeah. in an orderly and quick fashion, which can absolutely be done, as Guardians demonstrates... Right up front, here's the, bit, the important stuff you need to know about these people, and go. Yeah. Which would also be kind of cool, because I like to see the Avengers be like, what do you mean there's magic? Yeah. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> now we have to deal with magic now? Yeah. Um, and have it be real magic, not just horribly advanced technology. Right. I'd like to see Thor come face-to-face with actual magic. Yeah. They could have tons of fun with that oh, yeah. scene. Of, wait, what he did is impossible. Right. What do you mean impossible? You do all that cra- You fly, for God's yeah, sake. Yeah, you fly. No, you don't you... understand. That's impossible. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay. Uh. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they stick to their guns on the no more uh, origin stories thing. Uh, and it'll, it'll be interesting because Doctor Strange is really, you want to talk about like a C and D level universe character. That one's, a, he's not one that shows up on the average person's radar yeah. very well. I mean, he's, it's interesting. He's, He's probably a C character in terms of knowledge, and, and but in terms of importance and power, he's A. Oh, I mean, he's a massively... He's top, he, he is he's our, top he of is the list. our planet's yeah. know, mystical policeman. Right. Lots of storytelling potential there, but you got to get him... But again, you got to get him in the, it was the never one. Of, it was never one of the top-selling no. titles. It's not up there with the Superman, Batman no. of the world. So this would be another chance for them to say, okay, can we make the public care about right. this guy? You know, Sorcerer Supreme, and the Eye of Agamotto, and all that fun, wacky, weird crap, and yeah. really high-collared costumes. I don't know. Yeah. Because if you go back, there, there was a Doctor Strange movie in the 70s. Oh, really? Oh, God, what an acid trip it is to Ooh. go back and watch it. Bad special effects, horrible writing and acts. They're right there with the Spider-Man. I know. Oh, with time. the rope. Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. Yep, right. Cut from that same mold. Um, like, so we've, we've seen how it can be done wrong. Yeah. We've seen an animated film how it can be done right. We'll see how they how they do on that one. Looking right. forward to it. Bring me more content, and if it all doesn't suck, I'll be a happy nerd. There's two hours of your life you just ain't getting back. Yep. Because we've reached the end of another episode of Casually Hardcore. Yes, I know. No! But. No! Oh, sorry. I re- Obey me. I'll be Baby in the car. Says, you can Sleeping find in the car. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> I love you. You're pretty. 
That's better. <laughs> I'm coming for you. You have been listening to Casually Hardcore Live on AlphaGeekRadio.com. You can find us on the web at AlphaGeekRadio.com, as previously mentioned. On the Twitter, you can follow Hardcore Casuals for information about the show or Alpha Geek Radio for information about the network. Check out all the fine shows on the network. Just go to the page, click on the Shows tab at the top, and a long list of live shows will appear for your enjoyment and consumption. Listen to us live on the website or via the TuneIn.com app on the device of your choosing. Go to TuneIn.com slash GetTuneIn, and you will see they're available on every damn platform in the universe. Roku boxes, smart TVs, tablets, phones, you name it, you can get TuneIn. Once you're in, tune in, just search for Alpha Geek Radio. You'll see all four of our channels come up. Add them to your favorites, and you can tune in live from wherever you happen to be when there's a live show on the stream. Send your hate mail to the show at alphageekradio.com. That's the show at alphageekradio.com. We never check that one. I do. <laughs> if they're sending hate mail, so I don't want to check it. <laughs> Send your love mail to the show at alphageekradio.com, addressed Ooh. specifically to Iolite. Ooh. I have been Gnomewise. I've been Iolite. And I've been Grail. And we are out of here. Bye. 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 Bombadida, 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 Bombad